Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy Friday to you. Happy March 3rd. If you want to call it 3-3 portal, I've been seeing that all over the place online. This is Coach Lois here for another episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. And today, as my phone is excited that we're on, I'm, I must be getting some likes or something. I'm going to turn that off really quick. <laughs> anyway, I'm just really excited to be here with you guys today. And my guest today is my beautiful husband. You are going to see him more often on this show, which is very exciting because he has some really great skills and gifts that we are applying inside of our business, inside of our own personal healing journey. And today we're going to talk about the addiction to fear um, and how prevalent it is in our society if and how it impacts your health, how it impacts your wealth. You know, there's a lot of things happening in the external world, honestly, that can be very, very intense and can feed the fear that we have deeply, deeply rooted within ourselves. I've been in sales for 23 years. You know, if you're, if you're dating, if you're starting a business, there can be fear of rejection, right? There's also fear of success, fear of failure. Sometimes those aren't mutually exclusive. Sometimes we tend to self-sabotage ourselves when we're wanting to succeed and we, we, we sell ourselves short or we stop short or we have an addictive behavior or a pattern that creates self-sabotage and we kind of give up on our hopes and our dreams. And of course, there's also the fear of being alone, the fear of the unknown and fear of abandonment. So there's all of these different limiting beliefs that I've personally been unraveling, tapping into through these past two years, and a lot of them, not ironically, were passed down to me from my ancestors. And I wanted to talk about this briefly today and also have my husband, who's an ancestral trauma healer. I'm a coach now focusing on helping people transform their habits, transform because as within, whatever we have going on within us, is reflected in the mirror of our lives, our money, our health, our relationships, our partners. Oftentimes, you've heard my story a little bit about how my marriage has been struggling because there was so much going on inside of me. And again, the root was fear. So through the past two years, I've been able to look at those fears of success, fear of failure, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, those, those last two were, were my biggest. And then, of course, even just the fear of speaking my truth was also a big one. So, Dee, I want to introduce you and, and let you add anything to that I just shared and maybe a little bit about your story and experience with getting to the root causes of your fears with the help of your ancestors. So, Didier Kofi, um, he's a healer, ghost whisperer painter. He's my husband and father of my children. Um, thank you so much for being here today. What are your thoughts on fear? Yes, thanks, Lois. Uh, fear is a big, 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 big challenge. We all have it. I have it. You talked about your experience of fear. Um, it is so, uh, so present, especially in this current climate that we are in. Um, if you guys remember what happened during the pandemic, it was really a fear-based time. Everybody was scared of everything. I was scared of going out of my, my, my house, going to the grocery store, 
getting gas here. So fear is, is something that we've almost been accustomed to ex experiencing and to the point where we, we sometimes um, have become addicted to it without even realizing it, right? So um, my, my experience, my personal experience with fear uh, was a pretty, pretty interesting and uh, extended one. Um, there was a lot of fear, of course, from some of these things I just talked about, you know, what happened during the pandemic, uh, the illness that you may, you may catch, as well as the, the uncertainty of tomorrow, what our society is going to become, what are we going to do with the children, how are we going to figure out how to work and all that stuff. So these were fear um, of the unknown, of the unpredictable, of something that we've never experienced before. And then I found myself in the middle of it. So of course I was scared. And then there's another level of fear <laughs> when it comes to things that are a little bit more personal you know, to me. Um, one of the biggest one was truly uh, embracing, uh, you know, my heritage, my uh, spiritual uh, calling. Um, so I have this fear of being judged, of being, um, you know, rejected or, you know, ridiculed uh, when it came to, for example, uh, embracing my spiritual abilities. You know, the ghost whispering is one of them. And, you know, there are people who are very open to that and others who just don't even want to hear the word ghost, right? And they don't even <laughs> want to consider uh, the idea that somebody who talks to ghosts has anything divine or sacred about him. It has to be somebody who's playing with the devil and who's, you know, worshiping all kinds of weird spirit. Um, so those fear are very real when you are still trying to heal yourself, right? And for me, uh, the healing had so many dimensions. Um, ancestral version of healing being a very powerful um, parameter, if you want, or influencer in the healing process. Um, because I did realize that being a Black man uh, in America, coming from Africa, and knowing the history of my people with Western society, it's not necessarily a pleasant one. Um, so ancestral, from an ancestral standpoint, there was a story that was carried through most more recent generations, starting with the exploitation of, of, of the Black people in Africa, leading to slavery, uh, to occupation of our land, to the, uh, the secretion of our traditions and, and our spirituality. Uh, and these are very traumatic, very, very traumatic events that I had been carrying unknowingly from what my ancestors had to go through. Uh, so that fear of not being seen, of not being acknowledged, of not being um, respected, right, was very real inside me. And I was carrying it from ancestral uh, influence. Uh, and these are very, per very personal, but if you remember, the whole George Floyd uh, episode during the pandemic, think about all the fear that came to the surface, right? The, the, the whole racism as well as injustice against the minorities was really fueled by fear on both sides. Fear from the minorities, like I'm a minority in the United States still as a black man, but also fear from the majority of white communities or people who do not necessarily understand the culture of another race. So fear is a good topic to address. And I do believe that it's pervasive 
throughout our society today. Um, and going ancestrally also, talking about not just the Black people, but if you think about what happened to the Europeans who migrated to the United States, it was a pretty scary travel to leave Europe, cross the ocean, and get here. So much fear. And whatever they left there was not pleasant. It's the reason why they came here. All of these have been carried down the generations and are very, very significant roots of fear uh, experiences that anybody who's living now uh, may find themselves, you know, in the middle of. So that's kind of a, uh, I, I covered <laughs> fear from so many different angles, but to kind of wrap it up in, in, in that cocoon of all the possible influences that I've been mostly acquainted with, as well as the ancestral element of it. So it's kind of some of the things that Lois and I are really, really trying to help people with how to address that in an effective way and, and create a change in your life positive one. Yeah, you did a, a beautiful, beautiful explanation. I just want to give a shout out to our audience here on live. If you kept us on the replay, if you kept us on the live, you always want to hashtag live, hashtag replay, name, city, state, country, if you want. And Lily, uh, we love our friend Lily. Talk about Europeans, right? It's pretty cool if you're able to talk to ghost spirits, assuming they're nice. And we have my beautiful sister-in-law she's one of our biggest fans <laughs> and you brought up a good point i i want to start kind of, before we even get to the uh the depths of the ancestral and root causes and when i say ancestral guys we all have parents okay let's at least define this we we came from somewhere um even if there wasn't immaculate conception you at least had a mom all right let's just put it that way but but most of us didn't have that so we had a mom and a dad they had two parents and then their parents had two parents and so on and so forth. So, so there has been many, many people that have come before you. And depending on who you are, you may or may not believe in reincarnation. You may believe if you do, you, you know that you are your ancestors. So, so that's just the definition of what we're talking about. And so just because maybe you had um, bad experiences with mom and dad, that it doesn't stop there. More than likely, they inherited some stuff, right? That started with their parents and so on, seven generations back minimum on both sides. So the the, the key indicator here though, is what I believe fear uh, is really, really coming from besides past lives or our ancestral experiences is our ego, right? Mm -hmm. Didier, the ego, is always wanting to protect us yes. and yet at the same time the ego is getting directions from this thing called the subconscious or as i prefer to call it the unconscious mind and that emotions feelings then are coming they're kind of going back the, the ego and the unconscious mind are, are working together and what I discovered was my fear of these scary negative thoughts that I was having from quite some time and not really actually maybe even that conscious of them that was driving my addiction to achievement. Because if I didn't achieve, my fear was I'd be rejected, right? Or if I didn't get straight A's, I'd be less than. I would be not enough. Or in the case of going to a, a direct example with us, I was afraid to tell my parents that I, I was dating black men because fear of rejection. So the ego was like, nope, nope, you got to be good. Don't, don't, don't make waves. Don't, don't do bad things or you'll be considered bad. You'll be judged again. That's really what I want to touch on first. And I would love for you, Didier, to maybe share your thoughts about that. 
Yes. Also, that is so, 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 so true. Uh, the um, the constant dialogue between uh, our ego and our subconscious is is, is unbelievable. The uh, the think of the ego as the the part of you that really cares about keeping you alive <laughs> as much as possible with, a, with the least um, chances of being hurt. So not only he wants to keep you alive, but he doesn't want you to get hurt. That's the ego. And then we, we got that. It's part of our evolution as human beings living on earth. So everybody has that, unless you are an ascended master like Jesus or Buddha, you, most individuals have egos. And the ego has a way to, uh, to filter information. Let it be information in your environment or information that's inside you, like those subconscious um, things that we carry, like it's information experiences that are unconscious that we don't necessarily think of. Fear and uh, being one of them, ego really likes to look at these pieces of information that tend to possibly put you in a situation that's going to be dangerous, like, you know, being rejected, and you know, or being, in some cases, for the Black people, it was actually being killed. Yeah, right? Simple, that as simple as that. And mm -hmm. it would trigger behavior and reaction within you to prevent these things from happening. So you have all these fears that come to your consciousness because the ego is connecting and, and, and gathering information that it sees as potential danger for your well-being and your uh, and your life. Um, and if you're not aware that that's what the ego is doing within you, and it does it very, very well, it's like a fine-tuned machine. It will pick the slightest thread of, you know, of a hint that there is a danger somewhere and turn that and amplify it. Because its role is to make sure that you don't get hurt and you don't find yourself losing your life. It's going to amplify it to make yourself do things or not do things to kind of protect your physical form and also your emotional self from, from those emotions like rejection um, of not feeling enough uh, or feeling inadequate. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's a dynamic that happens continuously within every person. The ego is there looking at information outside and inside to protect you at all costs. And then if you're like me, I'll use myself and then D, I'll let you decide what you wanna share. I had uh, manifested an autoimmune disease in my throat, which runs in the family. And I, I do wanna make sure we cut, cover that. And then, I know a lot of that had to do with the fear of speaking my truth, marrying a black man, doing very different things from the rest of the people in my family, kind of being an odd person out all the time, um, feeling alone, feeling separate, feeling not enough. So before you knew it, the addictive behaviors went into overdrive. My ego said, no, 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 you, you gotta you gotta feel safe, you gotta feel safe. And so the, the way I felt safe was people pleasing essentially codependency with business partners saying yes to way too many things. And then I'd end up being exhausted. And then of course, drinking lots and lots of alcohol. It would, it would, all of those things were numbing me on the regular on a daily basis. So I couldn't feel the fear 
as soon as the fear or the emotion comes up and it can come up in so many different ways. It can be a physical ickiness. It could be sadness. It could be anger. It could be anything that seems negative and to our, our inner child and our ego, they're like trying to just, just keep it, keep it safe. And so a lot of these mechanisms and emotional eating, um, working too much, drinking too much, too much of anything then, then becomes a dependency and it becomes unconscious and those dopamine hits and those default habits are so ingrained in you at that point that you can't see the forest for the trees. And I mean, it impacts everyone, it impacts your health, it impacts your wealth. And what do you, if you want to add and share anything of your own journey with that, Dee? Yes, absolutely. Um, one of, so as we said, a lot of addictive behaviors are triggered by some form of fear that then turns us into a behavior that tries to alleviate the fear or numb it, right? In my case, I was a workaholic too. From the majority of my adult life, I was working like a madman. I was into the IT world. It's very easy when you're in IT to overwork. And that also led me to overeating because I needed to be able to get a little bit of satisfaction from all this exhaustion that I putting I was putting not only my body, but my mind through. And then, oh, sugar or sugary thing, or sometimes even salty things are an easy way for giving your brain the sensation of, oh, okay, I have a little bit of relief or pleasure in one form or another. So I became overweight in my, as, a, as a young adult pretty quickly. I, from the age of 26 going forward, I, before that I was pretty skinny. And then after 26 coming into the United States, right, this new environment of lots of fear around me to discover how to, how to operate uh, and survive in the United States created a lot of fear. Though I did a lot, accomplished a lot, but was still the fear was there all along the way. I started getting weight to the point where I I, I, uh, I had a high blood pressure uh, at some point throughout this unhealthy uh, um, uh, time in my life. And even today, I'm still struggling to get rid of that high blood pressure. But I do realize that it was something that was triggered from this reaction to fear to try to protect myself by doing things that gave me some sense of safety or of comfort but truly was were hurting my body i even had also an episode with alcohol after my divorce uh, i had I, I was married and divorced somewhere in the year 2000 um, 2005 2005 2006 and I, I had a few years of single life before i met lois and for real i was a party uh, I would say a party hound. Hound. I don't know what's the right word. <laughs> party, party animal. Either the way. Party animal. Yeah, the party <laughs> animal. And then, yeah, and I was also, I added alcohol into all the other bad habits that I had, compounding my high blood pressure situation to the point where I almost died. That fear, which was there to prevent me from hurting myself or keep up or, or, or dying, actually created the very thing that he was trying to prevent. And that was the year 2007. In this very state, in California, I ended up in the emergency room. I was this close from dying from some kind of a heart attack and because my life was completely out of balance in so many different ways. Uh, and, and I really understand now what was the source of it, what created 
you know, this completely unstable uh, way of living was really fear-driven and habits of um, numbing that developed on top of that. Well, bless you. Thank you so much for sharing that, DDA. I don't know that we've ever shared all of that openly. So I just want to say thank you and acknowledging that because it's a big deal. That was part of my journey was afraid to admit about my drinking challenges and my workaholism. There's a lot of shame, you know, besides fear. For me, there was a lot of fear, um, but guilt and shame were also driving factors. We're not going to talk much more about that, but um, I just wanted to note that Lily did remind us that the food additives, uh, yeah, you can get addicted to, to food because of the additives, uh, right. the sugar, yes. the salt, it, yes. it's a, it's a, it, it happens. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you don't even know because we, we're, we're surrounded in a, in a structure, I'll call it a structure in the world today that, that um, has a lot of millions of dollars behind advertising and pharmaceuticals and and all of that so what we're we're wanting to create here today um kind of as we start to wrap it up is to bring forth making the unconscious conscious with love and grace and ease you know there was a time and a place where i i, I did blame my parents I, I did play the victim card and I said, why did I choose to be born in this family? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I realized that it was a gift. It was a, a blessing. If I can say that some of you might be like, what? Um, because there was so much gold as I started peeling back the layers of the onion and digging deep into where was these points of origin of fear and shame and guilt didn't just come from my parents. It also came from life events and society too. But before them, like Dee was saying, I mean, in, in Europe, my ancestors were forcefully converted to Christianity. Otherwise they would have died. And quite a few people did die. That's where the feast or famine mentality of some of my financial issues in my life also started. It wasn't just because I was a salesperson who had up and down income and, and not speaking your truth, um, all of those things came from somewhere. And you don't have to buy into this runs in my family or it's a family dis-ease. Those are just the effects, the labels. Underneath that is the gold, the limiting beliefs, the fears. And if you can find the ability to go within we can also help you connect with your ancestors virtually or in person. You'll be able to get a lot of wisdom. That's where healthy and wealthy and wise, the wisdom, knowledge is power, but wisdom is the application of that knowledge. And you are so unconscious. There's so much you don't know. And it's it's worth diving in and going inward and, and tapping into that. So Dee and I are going to be hosting a webinar this coming Wednesday, March the 8th. And it's about breaking the crippling addiction to fear, how to do so through ancestral healing, mother wound, father wound healing, and how can you do that effectively, safely, with ease and grace, love and support. And if you've never, ever thought of this before, we really, really want you to come and attend. Or if you are struggling with some kind of fear or addictive behavior, again, that is simply a trauma response to the fear. I'm just here to tell you, give you that encouragement. You are not your addiction. You are not your behavior. You are perfect, whole, and complete. 
um, the divine is within you and you are co-creating. You're here for a purpose and we want to help you reconnect with that purpose and your truth and that passion and um, help. Oh, by the way, the best part about this is not only do you get to speak your truth and be seen, be heard and, and be the light that you were born to be, you get to heal your ancestors generations back and your descendants. So the buck stops here. The cycle is broken here. I now like to call it the uh, the generational myth busting ends with you because you get to create almost like a new lineage and help not only heal that, but I think the world when you are your best self and not holding on to the chains of the ancestors or the chains of the past or the chains of the stories that we've been told, like family recipes passed down the line. So do the, the stories that in turn can create those limiting beliefs or continue to bring them forward. And, and, and I think it's time for, for the world to change those stories. What do you think, Didier? Oh, absolutely. The time is now. Uh, it's a wonderful time to be here on earth and uh, to be able to have that kind of a power of healing the past, the present and the future is a God given blessing. <laughs> I don't know how to, how to qualify it, but through those words. Um, and, and luckily, Lois and I have been um, initiated uh, and have started practicing, bringing that kind of healing uh, to our communities. And uh, I'm so excited about doing these new things. And um, it warms my heart in ways that I had never thought were possible. Uh, and, and that's the passion that I want to bring and share uh, with you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And again, it's Breaking the Crippling Addiction to Fear episode today with me and Didier Kofi. Our webinar, I'll drop the link in the show notes and in the chat below. I already actually already did on LinkedIn, I think a Facebook Live and maybe um, one of my Facebook platforms. Sign up, register today if you found value in this or you know someone who's struggling with fear, maybe shame, anger, guilt, um, addiction. Uh, please hit the share button. Sharing is caring. You never know who this may help. There's a lot of big energies happening right now. A lot of external, um, we'll just call it fear driven um, events that can cause more fear right now. And we just want to bring hope and healing and encouragement to people. So thank you so much, Didier. Thank you guys so much, Lily and Corinne. And I'm not sure who else was here. So I didn't get a chance to acknowledge everyone, but sending you so much love and light and until next time guys hope to see you wednesday for our 1 30 p.m pacific time webinar and until then here's your best health your best wealth and your best wisdom bye bye for now <laughs>